This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, Street Trash. Things in New York are about to go down the toilet. Chris smells better when he farts than when he doesn't. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. Fart jokes are awesome. I'm Hotlanta. Troy's back to keep this episode an episode. Instead of us just fucking mumbling at the microphone for 45 minutes. Hell yeah. Ah, uh, thanks. You're too kind. I don't recall. I never do. It's all the paint thinner. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Who doesn't? Paint thinner. Mm-hmm. Gumbags. <laughs> that seems a little harsh. I'm sorry. I just feel very strongly about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck that guy. That guy sucks. <laughs> nah, he's a good guy. That's my cousin. Yeah, that's what yeah, that's what I'm... you guys tell me. Yeah. But yeah, fucking Brett with his shit. Street trash. Sucks. Yeah. Yeah, Chris, let's find out how this one did. Okay. So this one... From... From... Start... Oh. To... Book. Uh-huh. Cool. So this one starts off with, uh... The beginning? Nope. It's... The middle? Yeah. Uh How off-putting. We have, uh... A homeless man? Alright. He has a strange hat. A very 70s ass hat. That's fair. He did look like he made something in a still. And he, uh... He you don't say has a series of things yeah and, and then somehow also steals money yeah they're they're making some kind of homeless transaction. They were selling liquor to get money to buy liquor. Yeah, and get used to this feeling of not being 100% sure what event just led to the next event. Because... It just goes at it. Whether you want it or not. And, uh... 
Wait, cause oh, yeah, cause he's God. he's getting chased by the the store's proprietor and the uh, his fellow homeless, and he goes up the fire escape because the building is on fire. I mean, people were coming down the fire escapes. They so were running probably. out of their apartments naked, so you would think. Fair enough. There was a couple of dingle dangles in there. Uh, I guess I'm just getting my hopes up, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, the law of averages just wrecks that. Balls to nips. And, uh, he's, he doesn't That's get fair. away, though. And he tries to hide in a trash truck. And he loses his uh, $3, I believe. Yeah. The and, old booze snatch. And keep in mind the $3 thing, because that makes everything more ridiculous later. And uh, then we cut over to uh, a guy. Thanks. At a different liquor store. Not the same liquor store, different liquor store. And uh, he found some kind of secret booze stash in his own basement? Of his boozatorium. Yeah, because he was down looking at his stock like like he didn't know what he had. I don't... It's wildly confusing. Guy is bad. And, uh, he decides, fuck it, I'm gonna sell this shit for a dollar apiece. What is it? I don't know, but it's a dollar. It's Viper. Well, yeah, I mean, I know it said Viper, but that still doesn't mean he knew what it was. Chris. And, uh, Hat Guy shows up and, uh, swipes a bottle. He's talking to him. A uh, guy in a wheelchair comes in and falls out, causing a distraction, so he steals a bottle of Viper. Homeless, homeless guy in a wheelchair fell out of a wheelchair. Fair enough. Could you describe the ruckus? That, I think that's what he was going for. Oh, sorry. It's like you're not even here sometimes. It's like I am here sometimes. Yeah, practically. And uh he meets up with the guy he took the money from earlier. Yeah. Apologizes for it and tells him he'd give it back, but he can't on account of it's in the garbage truck now. But he, yeah, so he steals his Viper, 
and uh, takes off to the derelict ladies' restroom. <laughs> the drinking toilet. And uh, takes himself a pull. It does not go well. No. It melted mess. Yeah. He starts running out of his own pant leg. And just to be clear, the effects in this movie are way better than they have any right to be. It's a. Uh, it's almost like Evil Dead levels of just weird nonsense, but it's it looks real good. Yeah. He had a hard time. And uh and then I think we cut over to uh the crazy boss of the homeless gang. Yeah. She reminded me of Ogre from Revenge of the Nerds. Like Mad Max Ogre. Yeah, that's the one. And the uh, the important thing to learn about him is that he rules over the homeless on his throne in the fucking dump. And periodically yells nerds. Yeah. And he's very cross with the other party from the homeless transaction who lost the money. He's cross with everything. Yeah. Nope, it's Florida. Wheezy Willie. We hardly knew him. Yeah. And, uh... Then we we meet up with the homeless at the, the intersection. Or do... Oh, yeah, yeah. Asian lady and young homeless. The yeah, the Ralph Macchio, David Faustino looking kid. Yeah, I said it was Bud Bundy. Grandmaster Macchio and uh, the the lady at the the fucking dump is sweet on him. Mashup between Bam Bam Bigelow and King Kong Bundy. Bam Bam. Bam Bam Bundy the Giant. He's a big old boy. Yeah, and he's upset that all the the homeless have just started living at the dump. Also, he's a sex pervert. Yeah, how dare you treat them like people, you piece of shit. Hell's the matter with her. You should be in here being sexually harassed by me. 
That's literally what he says. Told him. And then I guess this is where we meet up with the the intersection homeless. Yeah, and they're doing the classic clean your windows bit. Oh, that's mostly just feces you're rubbing on there, sir. But then Ogre comes over. Yeah. And he starts uh, flexing on the guy in the car. He tried to make nice. And he did. Yep. The the only guy who treated them with dignity and respect, he got murdered for it. That's how I want to go. Yeah, you fuck. I know what I said. Troy corrected you and I called you a fuck, so... Here we are. And uh, then we have Cop Man show up. And uh, Cop Man's a real shitbag. Professor Copman? Yeah. And uh... Well, yeah, because Professor Copman... I don't know why he's a professor. Hotlander will have to explain that. Because he went to that. fucking school, dog. Oh, okay. Yeah, fool. Wouldn't you need a doctorate? Shut up! Just... Quit fucking poking holes in everything. Is he an adjunct, or is he, like, a full-time, Or like, do you want to get punched to death? Yeah, does he have tenure? Yeah. He's a fully tenured officer, which Troy makes him a professor. always backs me up when I don't know what to say. And he, uh... He tries to shake down one of the local homeless. And... By shakedown, I mean... Sk- I've got this half of a tuxedo. I don't know. Yeah. Classic. And, uh... Professor Cotman's like, Hey, you say you don't know nothing, but I'm gonna come back every day and harass you until you know stuff. Which is, as we all know, the best way to get a legitimate uh, information is to threaten a guy. Over and over and over. Yeah. I mean, he's not an animal. Oh, no, he kind of is. I take take that back. So he, uh... The homeless takes off, gets himself a bottle of Viper... And heads up to hang out with his cat on his fire escape condominium. And he turns into a goop puddle. Fire escape cat wanted nothing to do with it. It looked yeah. like egg yolks. 
Ah, neat. And it, uh, it starts tearing his face up. And, uh, he stumbles back to Professor Kopman. And some lady starts screaming at him to do something. I'm not sure what she expects this guy to do. Because well, all, yeah. all he has is a probable drinking problem and a handgun. Like, I don't know what the fuck sh you want him to do with this situation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, don't you know nothing? I guess not. I'm not I haven't gone to... Sea urchin school? Cop school. Yeah. Cop medical sea urchin school? It's very specialized. I guess so. Read your fucking book! So, uh... Yeah, Professor Copman sees the guy, his face gets gooped up, and... What the what? Yeah. In full transparency, this movie is kind of incoherent, so this shit is probably out of order to some degree. Kind of. It's partially my fault and the movie. I mean... Fairness, it's always partially your fault. Yeah, that's why I said it. Uh, at some point, Professor Kopman meets up with the coroner who's eating because he's a fucking coroner. Are, why are coroners always eating movies? Ah. People just die all the time. And, uh, nothing really comes of it. Yeah. Yeah. All they were managed to determine is it's not napalm. Because I guess that was on the table at some point. Yeah, I mean... Cool. One down. I guess. All this talk about Viper, man. I want to go out and get me a couple bottles. Uh, you only need one. They're a dollar a piece. You get one swig and you're fucked. So I'm going to buy two bottles. And uh, back at uh, headquarters. Yeah. We learned that David Macchio is the little brother of Hat Guy. And they also have a friend, Gas Mask Man. Childish Gambino? Yes. And uh, he heads off to the local market with $3 to hook him up with some grub. Yeah. Implied that it's going to be a cat. And uh, he heads to the local uh, market, which has uh, weird metal bars in front of it that you walk through and barbed wire on the top. Not sure what the fuck happens at this place. The apocalypse? Yeah, I guess. It's fucking wild. The first purge. And he heads in and uh, proceeds to just, you know, steal everything. But he puts it all down his pants. 
Not a watermelon. Yeah. Because he's not a fucking joke. He called her a honky. Yeah, and he's having no part of it. So he just takes off. And by takes off, I mean heads to the front, puts a paper bag over his head, and just walks, walks through, through a plate glass, glass window. window. Yep. Yeah. It's... I knew what Chris was going to say, so I could say it at the exact same time, because I was fucking sitting here, and I watched that guy walk through a plate glass window. There were no other words for that scene. What did I tell you? Yeah, I mean, that's true. Paper bags known for their durability. Yeah, but what did I tell you? That's fair. And uh, he takes his haul back. They enjoy barbecue chicken and some sort of uh, fucking prison wine urine combination. Yeah, that guy peed in it. Yeah. Yeah, just some, like not a not a whole lot. You have to. And uh hat guy is not into the urine prison wine. So he tries to go get some viper, but the uh liquor store is closed. And this Yeah. And uh turns out there's a a well, a well-to-do lady who is a little too intoxicated, making throw-ups on the side of a building, and uh, she wants to go bang repeatedly. Says it. Yeah, when you see your boyfriend, you're like, okay, I've been pretty drunk before, but like. You would think the smell alone. Because, I mean, no offense to... Yeah. So, uh... Of course, Hack Guy's like, fucking date rate score. Cool. Yeah. She wanted cool. him all the way inside of her, she said. Couple of times. Oh, and just in case, in case you don't know about street trash, uh, let's just say we've come a long way since 1987 when it comes to sensitivities about, um, everything. Yeah, consent, race, everything in general. Yeah. Reason. 
So, uh... Yeah, well, and it's implied that he is a mafioso of some sort. He's in the organized crime. Mm-hmm. Not a tenor? Everything makes Chris angry one day. Yes. <laughs> and opens up into some sort of subterranean cave room. That's what Chris said. Did I? You did. They do. Yeah, hat guy gets his in a little uh, under uh, 22 seconds. Chris busted out a stopwatch for that scene. It was really weird. And then he just like straight up fell out. He died for a second. He came right back, but he definitely died. Yeah. Tasteful. Here we are. King Kong Bigelow? Well, after the fact. Yeah, the, well... We don't know that yet. We just see her get drug off. And that is the next day. And then we have King Kong Bundy. Uh, yeah, yeah, King, King Kong, Kong Bigelow, you fuck. Bigelow. Bam Bam Bundy, because I like alliteration. So he's uh trying to sexually assault his secretary, like you do. Yeah. I was going to say, it seems unique to him, I would hope, at least, maybe. I don't know what's right, but... And, uh... just kind of rolled the chair all over the room. I didn't really... It was a hard-to-watch, baffling scene. Yeah. But thanks to the 
amazing offensive power of a license plate, she manages to get the upper hand. You see, back in the day, license plate weighed a couple hundred pounds, so... It was one of those depleted uranium license plates. They're super dense. And like uh, a frying pan. He's uh, he's upset. You know, on the count of he's a gross asshole. And uh, he sees the the corpse of the lady from the night before. And uh, you know, d- does what he does. Yeah. I mean, he looked around, right? So that's a thing that happens in this movie. Yeah. Meanwhile, Hat Guy is head headed over to Charles's throne room in the junkyard to I don't fucking know what he's doing exactly. Yeah. Uh, Charles catches him, hollers at him, gets pissed on by a guy through a fence. Uh, he cuts off the guy's dick. Charles, with his uh, bone knife, which is not a euphemism. And, uh, in case you were saying to yourself, you know, this sounds fun, but is there a four and a half minute scene of homeless guys playing keep away with a guy's severed dick in a junkyard? And I would say very specific, but yes. If this is what you want to see, here's where you're going to find it. Ah. Uh. Cool. Thanks, hat guy. Always cutting to what the important facts are, that IMDb trivia. He's a good dick maker. Did you... The puppets. Pet Cemetery 2. Yeah, and if they could have afforded it, this shit would have been playing yakety sax the whole time. And they, uh, they just, the the penis gets thrown around for a while. All the whole time the guy is yelling, uh, put that on ice. Now, this was like 87. That's too... Too soon. Yeah. Yeah. So as all this nonsense happens, we cut to the next scene? Where, uh... Ah. The cops have found the, the dead lady... They call in the mob guy and doorman from the restaurant. Uh, 
doorman is shit talking mafia guy about the whole situation. Yeah. And, uh, Mafia guy's not real happy about all this. He decides that he's gonna get a, his, his hitman after him. The hitman shows up at the junkyard, manages to catch Hat Guy. Yeah, syphilis. It was syphilis. Yeah, the, he had the, the syphilis. The cop was like, "Yeah," because the odor guy's like, "Could you tell whose uh, semen's in there?" That's a regular question, right? That's not weird. Yeah, he's got that twenty-four hour syphilis or whatever. And uh, cop guy. Manages to intercept Hitman as Hitman is going to take out Hat Guy. They have uh, an amazing fight. Yeah. I'm going to slam you into the trunk of this car. Lightly push down. He helped him down a couple of times. And, uh, cop guy gets the upper hand. Yeah. Drags Hitman into the bathroom. Where he, um... Yeah. You know. To make sure you get piss on your shoes. And then... He fucking throws up on him? Yeah, man. Yep. I... Yep. Yep. I mean, I've never been in a fight or whatever, but I guess, you know, is that what you do when you win a fight? You throw up on the guy? Yeah, it's a victory vomit. That, Everybody knows that. Is that the end of a fight? Yeah, that signifies your victory. Right, they're incapacitated to the point where they can't stop you from puking on yeah. them. So yeah, I guess that is when you won the fight. According to the ancient traditions, that's how you know that your victory has been achieved. I mean, I've watched a couple of UFC fights, so I guess I've never seen like... You don't whole... remember that time Forrest Griffin <laughs> threw up all over that dude? Oh yeah, that was different though. That was like in the middle of the fight. It'd be cooler if they did. That's how, that's how all UFC fights should end from now on. The first vomit match. In these COVID days and times, you don't want to have all that close contact in a pinfall. 
So you just throw up on them instead. Just make sure you throw up on their butt so it doesn't get in their mouth. Vomit is nature's referee. That's what I've learned today. That's how you win wrestling matches now. You gotta throw up on your opponent's butt. Where would this world be without us? I I could only imagine. And uh, well, at some point. Well, he throws him a gun and then demands to fight him, which seems like a bad order of operations to me, but... Here's a handgun. Let's fight. And... And probably before this, but maybe after this, they catch, uh... the guy from the homeless transaction. Yeah. I mean, based on the rest of this movie, they were just doing it to do it. Yeah. And then we got our classic, uh, it's a movie in the 80s, so you gotta have, you gotta have some punk rockers show up. And they, uh, they're basically just gonna cut up the homeless man because he's there uh oh but not just cut him up they're also going to douse him in gasoline and light him on fire like you do no the cops show up out of the blue and throw him in the fucking paddy wagon full of prostitutes or commercial sex workers Yeah, it was weird. I thought it was like a milk truck. And, uh... And they were like, oh man, this guy stinks, dog. Gas and homeless. But that one commercial sex worker, why she didn't care about the smell. She just wanted whatever he had. Causes Professor Kopman to threaten him with a shower? Which, at he- this point, the movie has trained you to say, this is a euphemism for something terrible. But it's not. They really give him a shower and a change of clothes. And and he emerges out of the back of a station wagon for some reason. Yeah. That's all well, you know, shower, change of clothes, that's fine. But why did he emerge out of the back of a station wagon not looking like he knew why he was in the back of a station wagon?
Yeah, but I mean, what happens ne- next time they're going to get him a stable job? Maybe an apartment? Like... We're going to teach you life skills. We catch you out on these streets again. We're going to teach you how to balance a checkbook. Yeah, we're going to get that credit score right up next time. Yes. Yeah. Meme. What's that? I can't stand when people are just doing things. Now I know what a meme is. You've been educated. Learned. What? It's true. Discord Facebook.gmail.com princess. Now you got time to workshop that. That's fine. And so where where are we? I don't know. What the fuck is going on? Because it's this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Cop Bane has had enough of this shit. So he's he's fucking taking the law into his own hands. Yeah. So he meets up with Bronson. And they have themselves a scrap. Right betwixt. Yeah. Chris does. Means penis. I don't know, Chris. I mean, tell us all about it. I'm not going to get kink shamed by the likes of you people. I'm sorry. Don't rope Troy in with me. I'm a bad person. (laughs) Yeah, so Professor Kopman gets got. They bury him under a pile of rocks. Uh... Hatman and little brother get into a fight. Hatman takes off to get some delicious Viper. That's all he's wanted. He's never got it. I love the uh, the guy that owns the convenience store. He's pretty great. Yeah. Sunglasses. So he gets his Viper. He yells at the guy. And he's going to take himself some uh, Viper swig. But one of the other homeless back at the junkyard takes the swig first and uh it fucking explodes
Yeah. And uh, Hat Guy's like, wow. Yup. And, uh, so he tricks old, uh, Willie or whatever the fuck into, uh, taking it from him. And he takes a swig and turns into. For sure. Well, no, we Weezy hits him with a pipe, and then takes it, and takes a big old belt of Viper, and then turns to fucking colorful goop. Yeah. And then back at the junkyard, little brother is uh is making his is shooting a shot with uh the secretary lady. So they uh yeah, and I'm like, finally, movie Jesus, consensual sexual intercourse. That's all I really wanted out of you. That's good because I kept watching ET and just I was disappointed every time. I mean that glowing finger's pretty hot, but yeah. So uh, they go to get it on, but at this point they're going to play hide the salami. Old uh, Charles is uh, he's now in like a full fledged kill frenzy. Because uh, his lady friend got gooped by the Viper. Yeah. And he's mad because his lady friend is gooped. And he sees brother... Yeah. Yeah. And... It it made it made him throw a hand grenade in real life. So uh, he storms in mid coitus and uh, chases old uh, yeah, chases brother around. Flatulous erectus. 
stabbed some guy in the process. I don't even know who the fuck that guy was. It was you. It was Chris. Chris got stabbed. Oh, I remember when that happened in 1987. Yep. Eight. And, uh, just when it looks like Charles has the upper hand, Hat Guy shows up to save the day. But he's at best bad at fighting. And, uh, yeah. He's a killer, not a lover. And uh, Charles gets the upper hand. Little brother takes uh, some big cylinder full of gas and snaps the valve off of it, which makes it shoot off like a rocket. That's true. So, uh, he, yeah, which fucking cartoon fucking takes his head off. Yeah. Yeah, at first I thought they just had him laying under a bunch of shit with his head sticking up. And, uh... Secretary comes to check everything out. She steps over his severed head and it oogles her. Yeah. And, uh... The day is saved? And then... We get a a super old school fucking mid credit stinger scene with a Yeah, which, you know, turns him to a goop monster. Yeah. And, uh, that's street trash, kinda. That was what we recalled of it. You know what? For a Brett recommendation, this movie was pretty okay. It was problematic, yes. There was uh, wanton racism, amongst other things. But it was the 80s, I suppose. That's not really an excuse, but there's a lot of movies in the 80s that have wanton racism and rapism. All that stuff. But all that aside, it was pretty fun. Uh, the melting scenes were pretty great. Main homeless guy, he was pretty great. I like little uh, David Macchio. All the all the characters are pretty good. Uh, it was an 80s movie, so it looked as such. It was shot well, but it looks old. Of course it is. It's 40 years old. But uh, 
I remember being 35. Vaguely. Uh, yeah, it was pretty good. It's, I can't say that if, you, if you're if you into 80s horror movies, I can't be like, you should watch this one. If you like fucked up 80s horror movies, this might be for you. I enjoyed it. I also like fucked up 80s horror movies. Win-win. So yeah, this one was pretty well lit. Well, well lit. Chris. Uh, yeah. I, I liked it, which I don't know what that says about me. But it, uh, it has real strong trauma vibes. So if that's something you can get into, I think there's some fun stuff to take away from it. And like, as previously stated, there's definitely parts of this that don't hold up super well. But there's some not great things in it. But I think it's... That's part of the whole thing they're going for is they're trying to be over the top. They're trying to push the envelope. Yeah. I mean, they definitely had a vision, and I feel like they followed through with what they were going for. There's definitely a reason this movie has earned the kind of cult status that it has, for sure. The effects hold up super well. It just kind of... Don't don't expect to watch this and be like, oh, that fucking character arc sure was satisfying because it's more like a series of loosely connected vignettes. Also, occasionally people melt because of unexplained murder liquor. But I feel like if you know what you're getting into, there's some fun stuff to take away from this. I don't know if I could give it a blanket watch it no matter who you are. I mean, it's no fucking hereditary or anything. But if you like garbage, there's a lot of garbage to like in this. I give it a very strong, I'm not sure if you should watch it. What do you say, Troy? The moral compass.
Oh, we're gonna watch the first purge? No, the first one. The first purge. No, no, not the first purge. The first purge. Who's on first? I shan't be here. That's fair. So what if other people want to... That's what he do. So what if other people want to ah. recommend confusingly titled films? You're a confusingly titled film. Yeah, alright. I'd watch it one time. Requiem for a Chris. You can find us on the Facebooks because we are Slaughterhouse Princess. You can email us directly at slaughterhousepriestesspodcast at gmail.com. You can find out a whole slew of information at slaughterhouseprincess.com, such as all the movies that we've already watched, and all the places to find us, like Twitter and Reddit and iTunes and Google Play and Itcher. That sure. sounds right. And Itcher. Itchier, uh, Patreon, Discord, and store.slaughterhouseprincess.com, YouTube. Fuck off, Chris. Fair enough. Yeah. And thanks to our patrons, by the way. Yeah. You guys are good guys. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you should know that. So come back next time for the first purge. So the purge. Yeah, uh, sure. Bye.